Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Happer and Shaper. He says I take no joy in life. I can see that. Coming at you live from Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Why, why are you yelling at me? Whatever, make me a bicycle clown. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer. You might want to look away for this. Mike Schaefer. My boy's awake and smart. This is Happer and Schaefer. Al Bell's going to join in 30 minutes here, 20, 25 minutes. In between 20 and 30 minutes from now, Alan Bell will join. We will get his Alan Bell What the Hell Pick of the Week. Love it. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk about the NFL. I need to bet on it. I didn't bet the Roethlisberger one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to commit to betting the Alan Bell parlay. Really? Yeah. You're going to commit to I'm that? I'm committing to betting it. Well, it... Look, I'm only putting like five bucks on it, but I know the point a, is to create large odds, and if it hits, it hits. It's definitely a throwaway bet. It's a what the hell. But you know there's going to be some thought behind yeah. it from him because he does this for a living. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I'm, I'm interested to see what he comes up with. Uh, we do have – what's the name It's Rams and Niners? Rams, Niners. Rams, Niners. There's probably going to be an OBJ-related prop. In there. there will definitely be an OBJ uh, topic or two on like first take this morning or something like that. So if you want to avoid that, you could just, you know, I do want to avoid that. Perfect. You're in the right place. <laughs> I'm great at avoiding stuff. I would like to say this to start off the 10 o'clock hour. I hate that it is Creighton week. I hate it. We're here. I love, I love Creighton Nebraska basketball week. It, it is a week that, um, polarizes the state. You, you get to find out who your true friends are that entire thing. And it usually takes place, on a Saturday, so it kind of festers the entire week, and the coach will say something or whatever it might be. Um, and here we are. The game usually takes place in early December, right after Nebraska has finished their football season. We're still in the thick of it. These people have to mingle. They have to play each other on Tuesday and then become friends again on Saturday. It's too much of a reversal of roles. I don't like that it's this early. I especially don't like that it's on a Tuesday. Because I love this game. It's it's one of the best things the state has to offer all year. Just, you know, it's it's an in-state sports rivalry. It's the closest thing we have to a really great in-state sports rivalry. It's, it, it is the only thing we have. Um, so I think it's really cool. I cherish the game. And it sucks that it's this early and it's on a Tuesday. The... The win it is in terms of like how early in the season I'm less less annoyed by, but I'm right there with you that it being on a Tuesday or a weeknight just is awful. It just zaps the energy out. Because of it. one of the things that's great is when it is on the on a Saturday or on a Sunday, it it sort of just consumes the day a little bit. Like, you know, I I, 
I haven't gone up to Omaha to watch one in a while, but at least here in Lincoln, since PBA has been in existence, the home Creighton games, like you get a bunch of people coming over from Omaha. Yes. Well, I assume Omaha, but from wherever, Creighton fans from wherever. You obviously have a lot of Nebraska fans. It's, you know, for the most part, pretty lighthearted trash talking. Like down here, it sort of plays out like a football game in some regards. It does. Where people treat it with that kind of atmosphere and, and that attitude. And to have that on a Tuesday and then at 6 o'clock where you're going to probably have a late-arriving crowd, um, it it's not going to be the best for sure. So here's another thing that I was thinking of, and and there's a couple other spinoffs to this that, that I'd like to talk about just as far as it being Creighton Nebraska Week. It's also Nebraska-Wisconsin Week, which is it's a pretty big deal as well. It's another kind of rivalry. It hasn't happened for a year. So speaking of things, that they, I was thinking about this yesterday. I mean – this is Fred Hoiberg's biggest game at Nebraska. Um, oh. So this is his first Creighton game at home. Yeah, they were on the road in 20. They were at home. They were on the road each of the last two years. It's going to be the first jam-packed, crowded, you know, buzz environment, like super-duper, you know, out-for-blood, we-want-to-win-this-game environment that Nebraska's had. Under Fred Hoiberg. And they need to, frankly, start playing better. <laughs> like, So, weirdly, while I hate the fact that it's on a Tuesday and it's in mid-November instead of early December, not that that matters a whole lot, but the Tuesday thing is important. Um, This is a kind of sneaky, huge game. And there's some stakes attached to it, too. Because I feel like... If you're one and two coming out of this game for Nebraska, and yeah, you got, you know, a bunch of cupcakes up until uh, the early, the very early part of December, a bunch of cupcakes to finish out the month of November. Um, th- there's not going to be anything that Nebraska can do in those that are going to make in, you feel better in those four team. games that will make you feel a lot better about them. So then they'll have these huge games coming up. Uh, against like what Auburn, NC, so it goes NC, NC State, State then Auburn, Indiana, then Michigan, then Auburn. Yeah, right. And that's just a murderous that, stretch. That's a huge stretch, and that's where you really find out about kind of what you know what it's going to be. Um, but it would be really important, I think, to the program if Nebraska won this basketball game tomorrow night, and and it's going to be a you know juiced up environment. Well, and and the thing is, even though Nebraska hasn't been particularly good. Um, at basketball, this game is is always large, anyways. You, like the, especially, and I say this as someone who's been to I think every Creighton home game since two thousand six. Um, especially when it feels like it's a year that you can't afford to let it get away. A hundred percent. Whereas the there few, hasn't been very, you know, very many like of those twenty. 2018 was one of those years where it's like Nebraska was bringing back a team that people felt like was a top 25 team. Creighton was good that year, but they were off the blocks. They weren't expected to be great. Mm-hmm. And it was a total blitzkrieg yeah. win for Nebraska that still ranks for a lot of people. Still I resonates. Yeah. As one of the, the best experiences they've had short of no sit Sunday in that building. I, I completely agree. Um, The last time they won before that would have been what? Like, they snuck 2010. one in. 2010. Yeah, I was going to say they snuck one in at some point in there. And the year I mean, after. I mean, so so to, since 2010, I mean, Nebraska won in 10 
and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight for Creighton. And then Nebraska had the Blitzkrieg win, and then Creighton's won the last two. Well, and I think one of the most frustrating ones for Nebraska fans was basically you played Creighton on a Sunday night the year after Doug McDermott and that whole group oh, leaves. Yeah. That was that was horrible. And was that a Sunday night? I in my mind night in my game, mind man. it was a weeknight. It was a, it was a Sunday night game. It was Sunday December 7th. Yeah, Creighton had a total total mash unit. Uh it was like Isaiah Zierden and Austin Chapman and and pretty much nobody else and uh, Nebraska had their best team coming back from the NCAA turn uh, right. from the NCAA tournament, and they found a way to lose. Well, and they started that year like they they started that year sort of weird, where they had that loss to Rhode Island in overtime, and then they kind of bounced back with some nice wins. Yeah. You beat Florida State right before this this game on the road. You you beat Florida State, then you play Creighton, and they did not show up that night at all. Like it was sixty five fifty five. And it really felt closer to seventy five thirty five. Like it just, it never felt like Nebraska was in that game. Yeah. And so those those opportunities where it seems like Nebraska has the better team on paper coming in, which I think is what people thought this year. I don't know how that's going to be reflected on Tuesday. I, night. I, I, the spread is going to be curious yeah. to me. I, I I'm thinking that Nebraska is a slight favorite. Yeah. I think we we guessed what an hour ago, and I went five, you went three. Yeah. So. Um, Right right in that range. There's going to be really unhappy people for Nebraska's side if, if they Absolute, don't walk out of this with a win. Absolutely. So, in Especially addition given, to the fact I mean, that, I know Nebraska's lost one of their two games, but Creighton hasn't looked very much better right. in, their, in their first two. And they, they have their own set of issues where yeah, scoring, they're all new scoring and, seems to be a bit of an issue yep. for them. So, um, and then, as you kind of said, I mean, even if you win the rest of your November, you're 5-2. and two, with losses to Western Illinois and to Creighton, and then here's essentially NC State, Indiana, Michigan, Auburn. Go try to win. Two yeah, of right. Those what games. sort of expectations do you have for those yeah. games? And if you don't win any of those, you're five and six, and all of a sudden it's basically your your borderline disaster third year in a row. Right. So yeah, I, it's a big game. It's it's huge for just sort of the optics of how the rest of the year could play out. I mean, that's why that start. And that ugly loss to Western Illinois hurt so much yeah. because you really couldn't afford to stub your toe on any game that wasn't Creighton at the beginning of this season. And so now it, it removes the ability to even do that. And uh, I think there's also just a general uneasiness about this team right now, too. Oh, for sure. And so if, if they come out and they have a third straight game where they don't look like they enjoy playing with each other or they have issues passing the ball or they can't shoot, which actually it might be the third one that has people most upset is that you went and you tried to get all these shooters. You had two great exhibition games of shooting. And now all of a sudden when it counts and against teams that aren't even good mm -hmm. with all the respect that I can muster for Western Illinois and Sam Houston state, you gotta be able to shoot better than what they have. Yep. And so if you come out, you're cold against Creighton, Greg McDermott, once again, coaches circles around Nebraska Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
people are not going to respond well. It's to that a at huge all. game. It, it, it's it's a huge game, and I was just thinking about. I was just looking around yesterday. Like, when's the last time this place has been jacked full and had that? You know that that's very specific kind of buzz. You Michigan know, when, State twenty nineteen. Right, and, and that was an early conference game. Yep. It was a it was a Tuesday or a Thursday. It was like a one of the the odd days, and then. You, it was a late night, like an 8 p.m. start. Michigan State was a top five team in the country. Nebraska was expected to be a tournament team, and they hung around in that game, threatened, didn't win. And then after that, you kind of went into your just bad run at the end of January that included the Ohio State game where Copeland's season ends, so the really yep. bad loss to Rutgers yeah, you lost seven on the road. Um, but that Michigan State game, like the excitement level going into that game – was really really high, and then from that point forward, the wheels fell off. Yeah, because they had, they had crushed Creighton, they had crushed Oklahoma State. Yep. Um, and you was lost, Michigan in there at that point. You too? lost a couple tough ones on the road, um, and it was against Maryland and Iowa. Came back, beat a team, beat a couple teams that you were supposed to. Penn State, Indiana, and then had a really big setup for Michigan State. You were three and three in the league. Yep. And uh, that 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 may have been the last time. Fred Hoiberg wasn't the coach at the time. Like, I, I I just think about the significance of this, and I also wonder about the rivalry, too. It, it feels like a lot of it has been, I don't maybe it's the, the pandemic and we'll get some of this back, and, and I hope that we get some bad blood or something like that tomorrow night, but these two teams have all new rosters. Yeah, I can't name, like, so Alex O'Connell. Yeah. And that's about it. And that's mostly because of you and Rico and your AOC jokes. So um, he transferred from Duke. People forget that. Yeah, I mean, other Ryan Kalkbrenner. Yeah, he's the tall, gangly guy that they had last year who came off the bench for a few minutes a game. Okay. Uh, Is he from the the St. Louis area? Um, I don't know. I don't know where he's from. Yeah, I just I can't. I can't think of players on their roster, and I don't. No, I mean they I don't they, follow it really. Close, they brought in a lot of guys, and a lot of them, a lot of them play right away. Arthur Kaluma uh, is a transfer. Um, their point guard is is a is a freshman. Um, he's the uh, Sharif Mitchell. I should have remembered Sharif Mitchell, but I mean, yeah, he's you know kind of whatever role player. Yep, type of guy for them. Um, their their point guard is the brother of the Nembhard, the kid who played at Gonzaga last yeah. year. Yeah, so it's it's hard because a lot of Creighton, Nebraska, in my memories, has been sort of like these guys like a Nate Funk or a um, Grant Tolliver. Gibbs, Doug McDermott, Ethan Rock, like players that were there right. for a while. Um, oh, who is the guy? I think he's from Brazil. Maybe not from Brazil. Gregory. Echenique. Yeah, where was he from? He was from Venezuela. Venezuela. Yeah. Wrong South American country. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys like that, that that were there at least for a couple years that you kind of grew to have. Echenique was a transfer, but there was there were so yeah. many guys. But that, he was there for a few years. Yeah, two or three. Yeah, I think, and 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 that was around mm-hmm. the time where like McDermott came in and stuff like that. So someone tweeted this, and I didn't know it either. Christian Bishop is at Texas. That's right. I had no idea. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I, he was well, I knew the, he wasn't with Creighton anymore, but I didn't realize that he had gone to Texas. Oh, yeah, he was one of the big transfer names in the offseason. Chris Beard and his transfer strategy. Chris Beard doing his thing, yeah. They lost so, to Gonzaga. So, over like, over the, you've just kind of come to know, and maybe it's um, – we're just in a reset period right now with the, with the two rosters, obviously. I mean, Creighton for sure. Um, but nobody that's going to play tomorrow night knows what it's like to play Creighton 
or know or for Creighton knows what it's like to play Nebraska in a hostile environment. No, nobody, no. I, with the except with the exception of Sharif Mitchell, I suppose. But he's a junior, and if his well, COVID year probably did COVID did that counted last year for eligibility, so. Um, Maybe he would have played in the twenty eight. He was around. I'm not sure that he played that much. Yeah. So that'd be about it. Yeah. So Which it, and then you have, you know, McDermott and, and Hoiberg and they get along and not that you know, Miles and McDermott did as well, but in a in a kind of different way. Like none of them had neither of them had problems throwing jabs at each my, other. Miles played the little brother really, he really in a did. weird way, considering Nebraska is not the little brother program in this, but he he did the little brother thing of like he would just sort of pick yeah. at Greg McDermott and McDermott would sort of sort of occasionally respond but mostly try not to. Yeah, he'd be kind of like I'm the big badass here. And then yeah. after they would win games, he'd maybe slip something in a little bit, but not right. too much. Well, what was the whole gosh, I can't remember the word that Miles used. Um desperation. Yeah. A couple that was in his final season. Uh, he, he mentioned that Creighton was going to be playing desperate or something like that. And um, McDermott after the game was like, yeah, I think we played pretty desperate or something like that. Yeah. Well, it, it wouldn't have been 1819 because they won. I, mean, so yeah. have been, I wonder which year that I know exactly what you're talking about, but I don't remember which exact year that was. he did it with a wry smile on his face. I yeah. remember because I was sitting there. Yeah, it was it was in Omaha. I, I remember sitting in the room. Yeah. Creighton, Nebraska. It just doesn't really – it doesn't have it right now. It, no. That's disappointing because this is such a fun game. But it, we just – all that stuff plays into the fact that it we just don't have it right now. Yeah, and that's part and, of – And that's – both these programs are just a little down right now. Well, and that's also just going to be kind of part of college basketball. The more you just get into transfer mode of where guys aren't going to spend a long time at certain places. Yeah. So um, – That'll that'll certainly be. Uh, I don't know, but it, is it is it watch. different if Creighton walks in tomorrow night and they bring back Zagorowski and Balak and and all those guys and Christian Bishop and you know about them? I think so. Probably, I, yeah. it definitely. I, I think having at least for a Nebraska observer, like having some familiarity with the roster, it's weird to be in a year like this where it's just really no one. Yeah. Um, it's a Duke transfer is the first name and the only name that I was able to come up with. Right. And obviously he transferred before the 2020 season, but, um, yeah, that, that's going to be, that'll look, I don't and, even think he's their, a little bit I don't different. even think he's their best player. No, I, I didn't even mean that he was, he's just the first name that I could come up with because he was on last year's team. Um, so I don't know. Series always sort of needs villains. We'll see if one uh, one pops up. One can pop up. Then maybe maybe you go into next year and it's the same kind of group of guys back. At Creighton will bring a lot of guys back. I think Nebraska will have a little bit of turnover, but they'll bring some. They'll they'll bring a core back as well. Um, but you're right. You're right about the opportunity thing too. Whenever you walk into a situation against Creighton where you actually feel like you sh- could and should win it, I think Nebraska is going to be a favorite tomorrow. Um, you have to take advantage of that because if you don't, then your fan base is never going to forget about it. That's why it's a sneaky. That that's why it's a really really big deal for for Fred Hoiberg tomorrow. I like I think this is his first truly big game. It, it, am I out of line saying that? Um, 
No, uh, I, I don't think so because I can't really think of, you know, there was no big game in the first year. And the second year was so bizarre. Yeah, that just it didn't nothing. Feel like there yeah. was a... Everything out there. And, and, with, and I'm talking about with everything that goes into it, yeah. too. Like, Creighton game wasn't big last year because nobody was there. This is a big game because yep. it's, a fan, it's, a, it's a fan rivalry. Well, and it also didn't feel like it... It partly didn't feel like it mattered, A, because there was no fans, and B, the assumption was Nebraska wasn't going to hang at all because they had already played poorly at some point earlier mm-hmm. before, and then, uh, you know, the expectation was, like, wasn't Creighton like a top 15 team when they played last year? Yeah, I think so. They were uh, they were 13 at the time yeah. uh, on Ken Palm. And, and yeah. Creighton had even had a little bit of an ugly start to their season, right? Like they... They had lost to, they had lost to Kansas the game before that. Oh, okay. I, but they beat I the, thought... They beat the crap out of three other teams. Weren't they like a top eight team at some point last year? Yeah, they got to that point. They rattled off a whole bunch of wins in a row. But it never felt like they were that good. I just want to be on the record about that. <laughs> Thank you. So Appreciate you. And they definitely shouldn't have won their first tournament game. <laughs> also want to be on the record about that. You got a lot of respect for the Gauchos. I have little respect for the Blue Jays. <laughs> uh, Corinne Lincoln asks this. How did decisions like this get made? Scheduling this game for six on a Tuesday feels like canceling the Black Friday game against Iowa. Not just big, but a terrible decision on his face. Well, this is this game is a little bit different. So um, usually it gets to be independently scheduled between the two schools where they can they can find a date and then they find a TV partner and, and whatever it is. This year it's a part of the Gavit Games, which is the rivalry between the Big Ten and the Big East. They- which they chose to do. Like, they wanted that. I yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. We'll have to get an answer yeah. on that. I, I'm not sure if Fred's – I think maybe Fred's talking today. We will ask him about that. But, like, um, so Nebraska's played a Big East team each of the last however many years they've been a part of this Gavit game, but it hasn't been Creighton. They've played Creighton separately. So this time they just morphed it into one. So the Gavit games are happening this week. So here it is. It's happening on a Tuesday. And that's, uh, that's disappointing. I Like, if – if they were like, yeah, let's just do it as part of the 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 Gavit game, then I'd be disappointed. By that. I, so it my, should be its own thing. My reasoning for this is that I think Nebraska accepted the Auburn game mm. as part of something. Didn't want to give up like a Kennesaw State or a South Dakota or a Tennessee State or a Southern or an Idaho State because if you played Creighton as a normal game. You would swap one of those you out for one. Creighton, and then you would add Your in. Your schedule gets even tougher. Yeah. And so I, I think because of they're doing the hoops giving thing, in the the whatever that is. The holiday hoops giving. Yeah. I think because of that, Nebraska It's one of it. those. I mean, it's either that one or K-State, because they still yep. have K-State after that. Which I think K-State was already on the schedule before that's the Auburn right. one. Yeah. Because that's part of a – And then you have One in Kansas City, one in – um, Manhattan won in Lincoln. And then you have your Big Ten ACC Challenge game, which you're always going to get every year, too. Right. So, so it, it just becomes a crowded ne- schedule. Yeah, I, su- I suspect Nebraska went to Creighton with it, and Creighton might have had the same kind of thought, too. Mm. Because both of them are sort of in a – like you, you kind of need disappointing. a need- little bit of a softer runway. That's disappointing. It needs to be in December. It needs to be a little bit later in the season after football is kind of cleared I out. I just want it all I mean, weekend. I kind of look at it as the official – the unofficial official start to basketball season in the state yeah, where we could finally kind of 
turn our focus to it. I know people want to do it earlier and earlier since football doesn't really have our backs on that one, but um, it, that's kind of how I've always looked at the right. game. I wish that it was like if you could switch it with Idaho State, and so that game was being played on, on November 19th on Friday, Creighton, this Nebraska. Friday. Yeah. That would I would have no I, – I wouldn't care about the December thing. I just – I wanted it on That's a Friday, crazy. a Saturday, or a Sunday, so it gets more time for buildup. Creighton's on it. playing. Creighton's going to. Um, they are going to the Virgin Islands this weekend. Mm. You got one of them tournaments. They're playing Brown. Watch out, Brown in the Virgin Islands. What? Is, what is this? Oh, oh, that. So then they they'll get a tournament there. Is it an MTE or a tournament? <laughs> I think an MTE is a tournament by definition. It is, but they're also separate. Because no, it's it's a tournament. It's yeah. a it's the Paradise Jam or whatever the gotcha. hell it is. There's all the different jams. Didn't, didn't Nebraska just commit to playing in one in Orlando for next year? Next year, yeah, yeah, yep. So, I think that's an ESPN deal. All right, um, let's take a quick break here. Anyway, I, that, that's kind of frustrating me. I'll have more on that frustration um, tomorrow. Maybe we'll start to feel the, the rivalry boil up a little bit. But we'll take a quick break. We'll come back with Alan Bell of Sportsline. We'll recap the week in the NFL. We'll get his Alan Bell what the hell pick of the week. <laughs> we'll do that next. Follow Connor and Mike on Twitter at Connor Happer at Mike J. Schaefer. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. 